Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. One more time. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we honor your presence this morning. Last, um, last week, we started a series called Pour, it, Pour, Out, Pour It Out, and we discussed the representation of oil in the Bible. Um, our, our word of the year, which every year we come, um, the first of, the, of January, we come and talk about a word of the year, and we feel like the word of the year for this church and for your life as well is there is more. There is more. We're believing that there is more for our families. There is more for our finances. There is more for healing in this place. Do we still serve a healing God? Yes, right? There is more for our life. And then as I was, as I was going through those, that sermon, um, God gave me this concept of, of oil, of what it represented. I, I, I said last, um, last week that I, I grew up in a very Spanish Pentecostal church, all right? We were Fuego Pentecostal all day. You know what I'm talking about? You know, they had the skirts, and the skirts was hiding the hair. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you know, no earrings, no anything, but everybody was cussing. But we were Christians, I promise you. You know, but growing, growing up back then, I mean, we, we knew that when the oil came out, it was about to go down. You know, it, it was about to go down. And I, I said I was, I was fearful of that because, you know, I knew what it did to people because I'm like, I don't want to look like that. <laughs> I don't want to look like I want to be like that. But, um, but, it, it, but as I grew up, I understood the concept of the oil which represented his Holy Spirit and represented so many things in our life. And as we were talking about last week, we talked about the oil of blessing. And if you haven't catched that ser- uh, that sermon, you need to go and look it on our YouTube page. It's all right there. Make sure you catch up for all our online campus as well. Thank you for joining us. Give it up for our online campus. It's growing each and every day. We got a target day pretty soon that we're going to go cons- come really live all the way through. So it's it's your faithfulness and generosity got us to that. So I, I just want to shout out to Jesus again. Come on, let's. We're a shouting church. We're a shouting church, and you can talk to me while I'm preaching as well. Just don't say that, uh, hey, you suck, and I'm going to be like, get out, all right? Um, uh, We talked about the oil of blessing. We talked about David and how he was anointed king, and the oil flowed to anoint him. And we said that oil, the oil that flowed through him, it it was built and it was given to him because of his commitment and faithfulness in the pastures. In the past, we, we talked about this concept of, you know, we all want the blessings of God, but we don't want to stay committed. We want the blessings and the oil of the Holy Spirit to flow in our life, but we don't want to be committed and we don't want to be dedicated to what his word says. And when we want to operate in the blessing of God, we have to operate in commitment and obedience to his word as well. And today, um, I'm just going to be honest with you. It, it was it was a tough it was a tough thing getting to this message today because today we're going to be talking about the oil of healing, the oil of healing. And let me tell you, the enemy has been fighting me since I got this message. And I, I'm not even joking. I, you can call it coincidence. I call it like craziness, you know, that the enemy's trying to. On Friday, on Friday, I was all good. And I, I give my messages to the, our graphic team to get all the words up here and everything like that. Literally, when I sent the last draft to our graphics team 
instantly I became sick. Like I just got sick out of nowhere. Like I, I started getting weak. I was in bed for a day and a half. And then my, I, my wife, when I was walking out and I turned around, she's putting oil on my head and all that stuff. She's praying for me. Saturday, I felt, Saturday, I felt great. We went to our kids' soccer game, which he won. Um, and, um, but this morning, I felt great. I walked into church and I felt sick again. The enemy's fighting because he wants people to be healed today. We're going to be praying today for healing. But do you understand healing is not only in the physical? There's, there's other areas we got to get healed from. So I might not be preaching, preaching today, but I want to teach you on healing today because it's so beneficial for each and every one of our lives. Yeah, you might not have a physical ailment, but there's things that we need to deal with, things that we need to get healed from for us to move forward in what Christ wants for us. Can, can I get an amen? Can I get amen? See, I have a testimony. We, we love testimonies here at our church. So if you have a testimony of what God is doing, as Pastor Ryan said, Go to hello at axioschurch.com, uh, and we want to, to make sure we shout out your testimony. But there's a testimony, somebody at our church. Um, it, it was um, Judex, our piano player. He, his grandma in Puerto Rico, she, last week, they came and told us a, a, a prayer request that she was, put in the she was put in the hospital, very sick, um, really not responsive, just kind of like just, she was just there. She's, um, how old is she? 89 years old. So the, the family understood the, the process of where they were as a family, where she was, you know. She's probably, you know, transitioning to heaven, which we want to go to heaven one day. Amen? So they knew that. But they also wanted her to enjoy the, the last days if these were the last days. She was, she was not responsive. She was just there. We prayed here at Axios for her, and I got this testimony um, uh, from them. So she was, she was almost 90. We know that her time here is in the Lord's hand. She entered into the hospital. She had COVID and hardly could stay awake. My mother-in-law sent, uh, sent me a photo of her, and, it, and she was in a difficult, um, difficult conditions. But we were praying for comfort for God, God's will to be done. And, and their happiness was when God opened her eyes and she became responsive again. She opened her eyes, was talking, and she was just enjoying her family. Because prayer works. Yeah. Healing is still for this time. See, there's some Christians that believe that healing was for the times before. But I'm here to tell you that we serve a God that says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if my Bible says that, that means whatever happened in the Bible, it can be for us today. And we can walk in it today. So healing is for today. Healing is a biblical thing. It's a representation through God's word. Some people think healing is for, um, for former days, but it is for now. We, we see Jesus in the Bible going from town to town, healing the sick. And, and in those days, it put a lot of attention on his back. The definition, the Webster's definition for healing is this. The process of making or becoming sound or healthy Again, do you understand that some people get healed instantly, but most people, there's a process to your healing? And we ask these questions to God. What, have you ever been there? I guess I'm not that Christian. Um, oh God, why do you heal some people, but don't heal others? I, I, can, I can benefit from that because I, I went through two deaths 
in my family, very close to me. My father passed away in 2020. My brother passed away um, in 2014, I think it was, something like that. I, I could be wrong. I, I, I remember what, the, what actual. But he passed away at the age of 38. And it, it affected me because the reality was he I asked God, I petitioned to God, I prayed to God, I, I fasted, I said, like, God, heal them, heal them, heal them. And in this world, they weren't healed. But you understand, for my family, the healing that they needed wasn't on this side. The healing they needed was heaven bound. And sometimes in life, healing, there's a process to healing. And if we don't understand that there's a process to healing at times, we're going to curse God because he doesn't do what we tell him to do. Because we understand it hurts. There's pain attached sometimes to that sickness, to that situation. But at the end of the day, do we trust God or not? Do we trust God that he is working all things? See, in that dilemma... God told me, he spoke to me and said, I healed them, but I healed them in my way. In my way. Healing from the Lord, it's past our understanding. It is trusting God that through his grace and through his mercy, healing will happen, even though healing doesn't look like how I wanted it to look. See, for my brother and my father, healing was heaven. We have to, we have to rest in this verse, in Isaiah chapter 53, verse eight, uh, 55, 8 through 9, we have to rest in this because sometimes when we question a lot of things, we have to understand you're not supposed to know. Because the reality is you're not God. <laughs> and if you were God, if I was God, we will mess all this thing up. We will mess it up real quick. So sometimes if we, if we go to Isaiah chapter 55, it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither my ways are your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That right there should free you from every doubt you have. Because you, that's basically saying, hey, you might be in the middle of it, but, the, but I'm still in control. And I might not, and it might, it might be in a horrible situation, but do you still believe God is in control today? Healing is real, and healing is for today, this place. Do you believe that with me? See, there's physical healing. There's a concept of mental healing. See, we all focus on the physical healing. You know, we want to get healed with a sickness or all this stuff, and, and that, that, that's for, but there's people that are struggling with with, with their mental. I mean, college students, I don't know how you do it. I'm old. I dye my beard. <laughs> we should have done it this week. I just looked at myself. Because the reality is, I, I thought I had it bad. But the world we're living in now, I don't know how you do it. If it has not to do with trying to one-up each other, look at each other's life through social media, no wonder why anxiety is crazy. No wonder why depression is crazy. Because we don't rely on his word, we rely on what we see, and it affects the mental. And when our mental is affected, there's some dark thoughts that we think of. There's some heavy thoughts. There's some ungodly thoughts that our mind starts wandering all over the place, and mental fatigue and mental chaos plagues us 
each and every day to the point that you can't even function. Can we be real today? Because there are some times when I, I, I battle stuff in my mind and I, I can't even move physically because it just weighs me down. But do you understand that God does not want you to live that way? That yes, situations might plague your mind, but you serve a God that's a healer. You serve a God, but you have to know how you operate in the healing. There's room for healing in, this, in, in today. How about this emotional healing? Something happened in the past. It probably wasn't your fault, or it probably was your fault. And you deal with it over and over and over and over again, and is affecting your emotional state. Every decision you make is attached to that emotion. Every relationship that you have messed up or you're in, it's attached to that emotion. We need to be healed today. Because God wants us to live in an emotional state that is through the Holy Spirit. How about past healing? Like we said, things that happened in the past. Where God has already forgiven you, but you can't move forward. We hold ourselves hostage because we don't seek true healing. We mask it over. See, sometimes in church circles, we mask it over. We, we, we pray over them. They fall, but we don't want to walk them through their life. Yes, there's instant healing, but just because you fall and speak in three tongues doesn't mean that you're fully healed. That's why community is important. That's why I need you. You need me. You need to get, okay, you got touch. Get up. Let's walk this thing out now. That means you have to make some decisions that are going to benefit your life. You got to get some friends around you that's going to benefit your life. You got to eat a little bit better because healing sometimes, most of the time, is process. It's process. There's people in the Bible that had needed healing in their life. There's a story of a man in the Bible who was crippled for years. And he went to a pool, and that pool uh, identified as healing for the, that time. People would get into that pool, and they would be miraculously healed. Uh, this guy, he, didn't, he couldn't walk. So every time, people would crawl over him. They would, they would get to the pool before him. And he became depressed, angry, and upset that he didn't receive his healing. Daily, moments, minutes, hours, years, no healing. Until one day the healer came to the place he was in. And what did he do? We, we have to understand. We got to see what Jesus did here. He didn't go over there and say, should have bought a Honda, should have bought a Honda, knocked everybody out. He went individually to the person and he had a conversation with him. He did. How you know? I'm not lying. I promise. Let's go to John chapter 5, verse 6. It says this. When Jesus saw him laying there, he, 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 leaned, uh, he learned that he had been there in that condition for a long time. And he what? He asked him, do you want to be healed? Because for healing, the first thing you need to understand is you have to identify your sick. If you're not willing to identify, you're not willing to get healed. And we're not only talking about physical. I mean, sometimes you can see people that are dealing with situations, you're like, oh, man, they're sick. But I'm talking about those things that you hide on the inside that is killing your soul, and you don't want to identify, but you're calling to be healed. Most of the time, it needs to be exposed before it gets healed. 
There's things that we hold that we that we're expecting healing, but there's not going to be true healing. Jesus asked the guy, hey, do you want to be well? And the guy's like, I've been here for 12. <laughs> Sometimes you, you laugh at the Bible like, who's this Jesus guy? What are you talking about? I can't walk. Of course I want to be healed. But he wasn't saying something to be funny about it. He wanted the guy to identify, yes, I'm in a state that I'm ready to be healed. There's a difference between wanting to be healed and ready to be healed. Because sometimes true healing means that you can't be attached. It can't identify you anymore. Some of us have been so identified with our situation that we don't even know who we are anymore. And they call us, oh, is that person that has cancer? Oh, is that person that, that was abused? And you're identified by the thing you want to be healed, but you can't do it because you have put a name tag over your healing. But true healing is like, hey, yes, I was abused, but it's time for me to heal. It's a choice for us to do. You got to identify it. Number two is this. You have to have a, a, a accountability is key. Because Jesus took some friends with him to see what was going on. And if you don't think you need community, you're fooling yourself. If you think, I, I, I love our online campus, and I love it, but if you think an online church is the best thing for you, I'm telling you it's wrong. It's a, it's a resource for those times that you can't be here. But there's nothing better than getting in community to, to, to know, hey, are you okay? A conversation. To, 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 to have a, a life together. Because Jesus took his friends with him and let him witness what was happening. And not only did that guy get healed, but the people around him witnessed the healing. So if that guy got healed, hey, God, Jesus, come have a conversation with me too. Because curiosity gets them into the doors. What if that person, how about this, when you're in your workplaces and you're talking to somebody about Jesus and somebody else is, they're always listening. Man, I want what that person has. And curiosity now starts a conversation and now healing can happen. It, it, it all works together. That's why we got to be on our A game 24-7. Accountability. See, that's why growing together, community and healing. And number three is this. You got to heal in the right name. You got to heal in the right name. Some of us, we've trying to get, and it's not wrong. We need medicine. We need all these things. We're working through that stuff right now. You know, but, but you have tried to get healed in the name of a doctor. I'm not saying it's wrong. You need to go to doctor. Don't act. Don't be crazy now. All right. But you still serve a healer. Some of you have. Oh, I need to put my my healing in the in the form of my four hundred one k. We identify. We 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 speak things in other names, but the only name that can heal is Jesus. But when you speak the name of Jesus, healing is right there. Healing is there. Without spiritual authority, there can't be complete healing in our life. Now let me let, let's go through a couple of of um in the next couple minutes. Let me go through a couple of stories in the Bible 
that had to deal with specific forms of healing. Okay, I'm going to go from preacher Eric to like kind of study Eric, okay? Because I want you to get this. I want you to get to, I really want us to get into the word for us to see these forms of healing and how we can take that for our life. Number one is this, the, phys for the physical healing. Let's talk about the woman with the issue of blood. Let let's go to um, Luke chapter 8, verse 40, 43 and 48. Let's read this. If you have your Bible, let's get it out. I'll give you a minute. It's good to take notes. It's good to get in, actually read something. Most of the time you, re re you actually like stick to you when you're actually seeing it instead of somebody speaking it to you. Um, let's put some action behind it, okay? Um, let's go to Luke um, 8, chapter 8, verse 43 and 40, uh, through 48. And a woman was there who was subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. So that means she went to every doctor. She went to every, everybody. I mean, everybody in those days. I mean, at, that, at those days, people did witchcraft. They did multiple things to get their healing. Whatever it takes, you know? I mean, so he said nobody could heal her. So you can kind of put some things that she probably went through every avenue to get this healing. So 44, she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus said. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not, she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and how she has been instantly healed. And then she, and then he said to her, "Daughter, your faith has been healed. Go in peace." Such a beautiful thing, right there. But can I tell you, this makes me mad. How can, how, I just got to touch a, a skirt to be healed? My God, I've been praying. Can we be real today? Do not downplay others' healing because your healing looks different. Just because they're, matter of fact, celebrate when others get healing because you are getting the healed from a form of pride. But it's hard. My, my, my mom, my dad, they're dealing with this. My brother, my, I understand, and that's real. But it's better to celebrate than to curse. And we see Jesus here. See, you, let me say this. Your non-healing, the healing you didn't receive yet, doesn't mean that your faith is not working. It just means that the cloak is not close enough yet. Maybe he's still walking. And you need to keep on reaching. See, some, this is what we went wrong in, in church circles, man. And it, it makes me mad. We say, because you're not healed, you don't have enough faith. That's the lie of the enemy. Let me free you from that today. Because we don't serve a God that's a performance God. He does when he does, he, when he wants to. But that doesn't mean that he's less of God. That means he's still a merciful God. But we have put it in our circles that if we are not, if he doesn't do it when we can, then he's not real. Then he's not listening to me. Number one, 
half the time you guys are doing, I wouldn't listen to you either. But we have to understand just because it's not healed yet in any form doesn't mean that we don't have faith. It means that he's still working. There was no option for her but to reach, to reach, and power was given to her. See, I was reading this the other day, and I've always read this verse, but it said that she tried to get out of the way. Like she got healed, and then she left. Because it said that she tried to leave being uh, being unnoticed. But here's the thing about the power of Christ. When it touches you, there's no other option but put a target on your back. Because then that, God can use that as your testimony for others. So he said, hey, you ain't getting out of this. Come here. Let's, there's power that left me. We need to know where this power went. And he, she told him his testimony. See, she was bold enough to ask, but was content enough to trust the answer. Healing is in the room today. How about this? Number two, mental healing. Elijah. Elijah, one of the greatest prophets ever. I mean, this guy's calling fire from heaven. This guy's killing people. Baals are gone and Jezebels are gone and all. I mean, this is the guy. We name our kid Elijah because this guy is strong. But do you understand Elijah dealt with mental, um, uh, mental illness in certain areas of his life? You think you're dealing with it. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1 and 9. Let me give you a little context of what this is. Elijah just, just killed 450 prophets of Baal. I mean, this man just went jing, jing, jing all over them. Killed them all. Call fire from heaven. Start dancing. Do all these crazy things. God showed up in power for this guy. And then the next verse, what happens? We see Elijah here. Let's go here. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah has done and how he has killed the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah said, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow, I do not make your life like one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. Like the the girl, I ran for my life. It started in the Bible. (laughs) Ain't got time for this, Jesus. I'm so ADD. When he came to, to Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom, bro, um, broom bush, sat under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under a bush and fell asleep. Uh, let me stop right there. I'm going to come back to verse 6 in a minute. This guy was at the mountaintop of his life. And because of somebody else's word, he's running for his life. And all of it is up here. To the point where he's set in front of a tree in a verse before, he's like, God, you're going to help me kill these people. And now he's, he's like, hey, God, kill me. Kill me. I can't handle this anymore. If I'm God, I'm like, 450 fire from heaven. What are you talking about, bro? 
you were cutting them so what are you talking about we're talking about Jezebel here you, you're you're afraid of Jesse what but he was because the battle was in his mind oh she's coming to kill me but he lost the power of God just killed all them see sometimes our mental games come so quick we go on Google, and out of nowhere, we probably have a cold, and out of nowhere, we have 15 cancers. <laughs> Who's those kind of people? You know what I'm talking about? You know? Because it's, it's, it, 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 it's so quick. It's so quick. And we see Elijah from one verse being this triumphant prophet to now being so depressed, so full of anxiety, so full of his mental games that he said, God might as well just kill me now. A dark thought in his mind. Suicide was real even back then. We can't downplay these things that are happening to, to a generation of our, our young people or even our, or anybody, because it's real. See, speaking of mental turmoil, I mean, he was dealing with it. Not only did he face a huge task, but, but he wanted his own life to be dealt with. Mentally, Elijah was jacked <laughs> in his mind, where, where God wanted him to live in victory, but all he can see is defeat. Have you ever been there before when you come to church and people are like, God is good all the time. And you're like, my light trip bill might be turned off in like three. They just sent me a text message. You know that text message. Anybody been there? Every month. Or when they say God is a healer, but you don't have your healing yet. Or when they say God is deliver, he supplies all my needs. But the grocery bill is like $300 because you have 50 kids. Isn't it hard sometimes whenever God is calling us to live in victory, but all we see is defeat? And then you get that one person at church or at work that is trying to be super extra happy. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, let's be real. I ain't trying to be happy today. Can we just be miserable together for a minute? But then you have to swallow that pride and be like, I'm, I'm sealed by the blood. But then the blood goes away after, you know, uh, 3 o'clock, and you're like, get the, no, I'm just getting out of here. <laughs> it's real because it all starts here. The prophet was dealing with mental health issues, needing healing. It's hard to seek mental healing. Listen to this, anybody. It's hard to seek mental healing when you're not aligned to God's promises and the truth of his word. It's hard. Because then you're finding your truth somewhere else, in a horoscope or a sign or a manifesting or all this, this stuff that's going crazy around there. Like, you, you, you're, you're going to be empty. You're going to get um, satisfaction for a little bit, but not true healing. Healing comes from when we are aligned to his promises and his word in our life. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them with truth. Your word is truth. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, we destroy 
arguments and every lofty ra uh, lofty raise against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We look at this verse and we only look at it as we need to take those bad thoughts captive. Some of you need to take the good thoughts captive. Like, I'm still a child of God. Take it, seal it. He is still my healer. Take it and seal it. We look at this verse and it's like, anybody, and all my haters, whenever you're talking, I'm not going to listen. No, it's good stuff too. And the only thing you get good is through his word. So we got to take those. We got to take it for ourselves. We got to take it for our lives because it matters. It matters with our health of our mind. I love how Jesus, uh, how, how God dealt with him here. He said that, let's, let's go back to verse six real fast. It said he, he, he went to bed and at once the angel um, touched him. He got up and, and he got up and eat. He looked around and then there by his head, there was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water and he ate and drank and he lay back down again. Then the, uh, the angel of the Lord came back the second time, touched him. Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. To, uh, for you, So he got up, he ate and drank. Strengthened by food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of the Lord. See, sometimes we're trying to be so superficial and supernatural about our healing. My man just needed a meal and going to bed. Sometimes you just need to eat. <laughs> I know you're intermittent fasting. I know that you're trying to get your life right, get your abs. But sometimes you got to eat before you tell your kids off. Maybe instead of going to bed till 11 o'clock, maybe go to bed like 8.30. You know, you need some more rest. Because sometimes the mental stuff we're dealing with has to do with our physical. But here's the cool thing. This is what, and I, I'm, I'm going to get out of here, I promise. He said, the, the journey ahead of you, you can't do it right now. You need to strengthen up. So just because Elijah was dealing with mental health issues, it did not change the plan for Elijah's life. Just because you're dealing with something and you don't know what, to, uh, what is going on, you, you feel like you're crazy, like you're, you're thinking all these thoughts, if you get into his word, it doesn't change your identity in him. Do not let the enemy tell you just because you're dealing with this, just because you're thinking this way, that you're not a child of God. I'm here to, to declare some things over your life. Your destiny is not determined by the things you're dealing with right now. So maybe your mental health issue, you got to put that phone down for a little bit. You got to turn off the news. You got you to, you know, stop like trying to do stuff your own way. Maybe that email can wait a little bit. Because we have to know, even take intentional things in our life for us to make sure that we're dealing with this. Because when this is healthy, is attached to our hearts, and our heart posture matters. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. We have to protect. And what did he do? He fed him. Whatever you're getting fed matters. That's why Sundays are important. It needs to be a priority. That's why Wednesdays are important because we're, we're feeding you God's word. 
You need to get fed the right way. Because if you're not getting fed with the right things, clear example, the past three years, I fed like crazy, boy. Gained about 25 pounds. Because we fed in. That's not even a word. But right now, I've been working out for three weeks. Five pounds down. All right? It needs to be more. But I can't get mad at myself that I haven't lost 30 pounds yet. Because it took me three years. It took me three years. Because we have to understand what we feed ourselves will nourish ourselves. And in the spiritual world, if you're not getting fed with the word of God and through his Holy Spirit, you're going to be a little bit weak in certain areas or holding a little fat in other areas. Because what you get fed matters. He said the angel of the Lord touched his lips, tell him to eat, get some rest, because what you get fed, the right food of encouragement, the right food of his word will take the chaos of your mind and ease it a little bit. It might not take it away, but it will ease it and may get you reassured that he is still in control. Another thing, number three, emotional healing. How let's talk about Job real fast. Woo! Job. It ain't Job, it's Job. Let me, let me read this. Job had, Job had receiving news, listen up, that one of his servants after, okay, his 10 kids have been killed. All his livestock are killed. His servants are killed also. Job's suffering did not end with the loss of his kids his servants, and livestock. Job also lost his wealth, his health, his support from his wife, who told him to curse God and die. To make matters worse, those whom he thought were his friends accused him of sinning against God and gave him more reason for suffering. On top of that, God had bo- uh, Job had boils all over his body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Speaking about emotions. <laughs> oh, you lost your kids. You lost your lifestyle. You lost, I mean, this guy's emotional wreck. I'll be like, <laughs> be, gone. be gone. Because emo- here's the thing. When 2020 was happening, a lot of people were saying, you know, like, you know, and it's, it's real. It's completely real. You know, faith over fear, and that's completely real. We have that. But you got to be identified that the emotion is still real. Fear is still real. We have power over fear, but we're humans. But if we don't identify that fear is real, we can't know that we can overcome by faith. See, sometimes we mask it. No, we got to be real with ourselves. Fear is here. But that doesn't mean fear has you. But fear's still real. See, we have to, yeah. emotions can deal with it, and they are real. But I'm here to tell you, you also serve a real God. The good news in the midst of all this is Job said that I will still never lose my faith in Christ. He didn't say, Job didn't say, God, take the emotions away, then I'll serve you. God Job didn't even know that at the end of the story, God's going to replenish and God's going to give him double. But in the midst of the chaos, this is what he said in Job chapter 13, 15. Though he may slay me, yet I will trust in him. 
You have that kind of faith? That you can be in an emotional state, but don't be crazy? Like you can be in an emotional state and still be stable? Like you can be in an emotional state and still serve in church? Like you can be in an emotional state and still not cuss out your husband or wife? Because at the end of the day, your faith is greater than your emotion. Emotional healing comes when I give control over to God. And I'm not unwavering in my faith. See, Job did not deny his emotion and pain. Job didn't throw it under the rug. He said, whatever comes my way, nonetheless, I know that God is real and I choose to trust him. He's the healer today. And God restored unto Job double, triple. And I don't think because he went through it, I think it's because he stood steadfast in his faith. Last thing is this. How about past healing? The woman caught in adultery. There's this lady. She got caught in adultery. And the religious people, like people like me, brought her to the corner. All the pastors brought her to the corner and said, hey, let's stone this lady. That's how it was back then. And matter of fact, the punishment of stoning for what she did was probably justified in those times. But then we got them bringing her. To, the worst thing these, these religious people did is they brought her, to, brought her to Jesus. They should have stoned her another place. But Jesus was in the room today. And Jesus, I love, this is a drop. I, we talk about drop the mic moments every Sunday with Jesus. This is one of them. Because these people are like, what are you going to do about this, lady? <laughs> Jesus, I'm not going to read it because I ran out of time. He went on the ground. My man started drawing. For other, look at the Bible. This man, these people are mad at this lady. She's called adultery. They're expecting Jesus to be like, yep, stoner. And what he do? <laughs> Let's do a coloring session real fast. Nobody knew what he drew on the ground. She did. She did. He got personal with her. He bent down, not trying to, you need to, you need to. He actually got down personal with her. And said, I understand, but there's a better way. See, that's not judgment. That's accountability. I'm sick of all this thing. Oh, you're judging me. You're judging me. No, you're doing something stupid. Change your life. It's called accountability. It's so frustrating. <laughs> I love this, and I'm done. Judex, you better get up here because I'm going to be preaching more. Stop me. We have to understand that healing is a process for some people. He was patient while others condemned her. He drew near to her and got personal. Jesus took it personally. Others were ready to throw stones at her, but Jesus was ready to throw grace and mercy at her. 
he didn't judge her. And this is where the church needs to be. Where we keep people accountable and willing to get down and draw with them. Not look at their past and say, hey, that stinks. But guess what? I'll pray for you. Why don't you pray right now? Like pray for me right now. Because when you get personable, personal with people, you start hearing their story. You start seeing how your story can help that person. And you can get them in community and show them Jesus. Because at the end of the day, these four walls can't do nothing for you if there's no Jesus in the room. If there's no Jesus drawing. What if Jesus never got personal with you? What if you were the lady? See, sometimes we, we look at ourselves reading the Bible as the hero. You know? Like we're Jesus riding, this, riding with the lady. No, no, no. You're the person holding the stone. Oh, I have the faith of David. No, 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 no. You're the, the army hiding away. <laughs> That's not saying that you're bad. But do we really have that kind of faith? To, to not condemn people, but be there for them. To walk them through their healing. Mental, emotional, physical healing. Even in physical healing. Would, 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 you, go, uh, would you go visit somebody in the hospital and pray for them? Well, uh, emotional healing. Would, would, you, would you go to lunch with them? Because the process takes us being intentional. And we have to do that as the body of Christ. So what does this have to do with the oil? Because the oil represents the Bible. Uh, and the, and the oil in the Bible represents his spirit. So that means that every one of these stories, Jesus was there. The spirit of God was there. Without the spirit, without the oil of his presence in there, healing could not be obtainable. So today... I pray that the, whole, the oil of healing is in this place. The oil of healing is in this place. Some of you came with mental issues, emotional issues that you've been dealing with for years. And today, I pray that the oil of healing pours into your life today. Today, you thought you were invited by accident, but you're here on purpose because the oil of the Holy Spirit is in this room today. Well, every head bowed, every eyes closed. James chapter 5, verse 14. It says, if anybody among you are sick, let, them, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over you, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. If there is healing in the room today. There is healing in the room today. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.